Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Previously on Detective... From the very first homicide that I worked, I couldn't think about anything else. When I think about the case that the police officers failed on my mother's murder, I don't think that I could ever do that. We went to the police department, and um, I went to the sergeant at the desk and said, my brother just killed somebody. My brother going to prison, I don't think it was nearly as tough on him as it was me. Due to the graphic nature of the content, Detective may not be suitable for all audiences. It took me about 15 years before I even went to visit my brother in prison. I just was pretty angry about the decisions that he made. My grandparents were gone, my parents were gone, and we're still here. When you start to question your existence and your survival and God's grace, you know, like, how did I deserve this? You realize that um, it was all in the plan. That's Detective Rod Demery. Throughout this season, he shared his experiences as a homicide detective, secrets of the trade, memorable cases, and his own personal stories of his mother's murder and brother's incarceration. So where have his experiences led him? What has he learned? And how does he deal with guilt and forgiveness? I'm Garnsey Sloan for Investigation Discovery, and this is... Season 3 of Detective. True stories from behind the yellow tape. The ones you don't hear on TV. This episode, the season finale, Redemption. I worked a murder of a sailor. I related a lot to him because we'd taken the same paths. His name was Nicholas. He enlisted in the Navy and went aboard an aircraft carrier. Went out to sea spent six, seven months out on deployment, came back to the States and came to see his parents in Shreveport. He hung out with some friends of his. Nicholas was supposed to be going back to Norfolk, Virginia, but um, that Monday he hadn't been there. About the same time, a woman found an abandoned car in one of the Shreveport neighborhoods. When I get there, I locate all the evidence that the person in that car was dead, his Navy uniform and a few other things. Basically, what happened was on his way back, he stopped to see a friend, and um, that friend ended up shooting him and killing him. 
but that case was just, it mirrored so much of my life that it was probably one of the more difficult cases. The fact that he um, went to Shreveport and he got killed, it, it was just, oh, man, it was just... I mean, I got angry in that case because I couldn't understand. I feel for victims more than I probably should in the middle of the case, but for this this family, it was... God, they were just such wonderful people. A couple of years later, I had a son. And um, I knew that I was going to name him Nicholas. The night before Nicholas was born... I had a murderer um, that I was working of a infant. The dad was mad at the, the girlfriend and killed the baby while she was out. The next day, Nick's mom was going into labor, and she and I were at the hospital, and uh, I got a call from the coroner's office saying that they were getting ready to do the autopsy on the infant. I told her that I'll be back before you have Nick. I promise I'll be back. And I went to the autopsy. And there I am watching this whole thing happen. After that, I went back to the hospital and Nicholas was being born. I made it to his delivery and I cut his umbilical cord. After that, I went to the jail where I had the suspect on the infant murder and interviewed him. I got a good confession, a good story, good evidence and um, closed the case. But I went home that night thinking, wow, it was pretty overwhelming but it was, it was kind of an insightful day. I realized at that point that uh, God had a plan for everything. He had a way of showing me or giving me the ability to appreciate life. There were so many things wrapped up in that case and the murder of young Nicholas, the sailor, and then the murder of this infant, and then the birth of my son, and all these things kind of meeting on the same day not being able to appreciate the beauty without respect for the despair. Not being able to be overwhelmed by the despair without appreciating the beauty. It's almost impossible for one to exist without the other. Before that day, how did you view the world? Were you a glass half empty, glass half full guy? I was always a glass half full guy, I guess. Even though I worked plenty of murders, I seen a lot of death by that time. I don't know. I think that day I was um, probably more understanding of how things are going to work and accepting the fate and the reality that this is part of life. I don't know. I guess I just kind of balanced it out in my mind. My son's name, it has a meaning. How old is Nicholas today? He's seven. Nick's a good kid. I'm old now, so, you know, I'm patient and uh, I'm present. And so I, I think that makes a big difference. Does Nicholas know what dad does for a living? Oh, yeah. What does he think <laughs> yeah. of it? He thinks it's the coolest thing ever, actually. He's, he's fascinated by it. I hope he doesn't want to become a police officer, but he does. And uh, I guess we have to accept it. Having a child, especially one who idolizes you, can certainly bring some perspective to your life. In kind of a, a strange way, my children were the replacements for all the other things. For all intents and purposes, I lost my brother and my grandmother, and it's all of a sudden I have this family. 
when you start to question your existence and your survival and God's grace, you know, like, how did I deserve this? You realize that um, it was all in the plan. My grandparents were gone, my parents were gone, and we're still here. All these kids came for a reason. My family exists. Five years ago, 10 years ago, I would not have the same thought process I have now. It's just the ability to show the existence of people that would have never, ever been known, my mother in particular. That's a redemption. I don't think I've ever parted from my spirituality. It's always been there, you know, like the prodigal son. Even though you don't always do the right thing, I think it's the intention. It's not going to be easy, especially with my brother. The most difficult thing in my life, I still try to remain faithful. I still try to do the right thing. That's a difficult road, but when you get to the end of it, there's a reward. What happens when Rod comes face-to-face with his brother for the first time since he was in prison for murder? That's next. Rod's brother Patrick came to him one night covered in blood, asking for help. Once Rod convinced Patrick to turn himself in for the murder he committed, Rod left and didn't look back. How could he forgive his brother for committing the worst crime imaginable, one that makes a victim not only of the person who was killed, but of their family and friends, especially after having experienced it himself through the loss of their mother? It took me probably about 15 years before I even went to visit my brother in prison, you know, because I just was uh, pretty angry, you know, about the decisions that he made. I don't even know how to begin to make amends for something like that, but um, you need to try, you know, one way or the other. Experiencing that kind of loss, experiencing the loss of you, you know, part of your soul, part of your identity is torturous. While my brother was in prison, my grandparents died, my great-grandmother died, um, you know, and, you know, it left me in a position where it was already difficult enough to deal with those challenges and, you know, that, that type of loss. But I think my anger came because my brother wasn't there, not necessarily just to support me, but to assist in it. Or to share in the emotion yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, especially my great grandmother. You know, my grandparents were really up in age at that point, so there was not a lot they could do. My grandmother, she had a stroke, so she was immobile. And my grandfather had had a couple of heart attacks and prostate cancer and all these other things. So when my great grandmother died, it was me going and making all these funeral arrangements and doing all that stuff. I think it really kind of pissed me off that my brother wasn't there. It's a challenge when the one person who's supposed to be left in the trenches with you can't be there due to his own actions. I've never looked at my brother's situation as him being a victim. Because I think the choices that he made or the decisions that he made, he made them. And um, it's just something he's going to have to deal with. I look at his situation as uh, more of a point of uh, abandonment and, and anger. It took me a while to get over that. 15 years, actually. 
Did you forgive after 15 years or you just came to terms with him? Yeah, you know, I I'd realized at that point that I had forgiven everybody in my life except him. And it just kind of happened. I was in Louisiana and a friend of mine was going to be on the Wheel of Fortune. And uh, she asked me to go. After her game show, I rented a car and I drove to go see my brother. And that was... Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It was an experience. I mean, it, I called the prison and um, there was a lieutenant there and I told him that my brother was locked up there and um, I wanted to come see him. And he explained to me that you had to fill out all these forms, this background investigation and blah, blah, blah. And I told him I was only going to be in town for a couple of days. I said something that must have been law enforcement jargon, I guess, because he said, are you in law enforcement? I said, yeah, I'm a cop. And he said, uh, come on down. We'll get it worked out. So they kind of pushed me up. I went in and saw him, and he had no idea that I was coming. He, he wasn't expecting me at all. You haven't seen him for 15 years. He doesn't know you're coming, and he, he gets called out into the— did, Was it through a glass, or was it no, the common no, room? it was contact. It was, yeah, it was so, the common room. what was that moment like? Yeah, it was incredible, actually. I felt really good, and I could tell he did. Was he shocked to see you? Oh, yeah, he was totally shocked. My brother thought I was never going to see him again because he knew me, and he knew my personality, and uh, he just figured I'd never come see him. Did he ask you what made you change your mind? No, 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 not at all. Yeah, my brother, he's so sappy. He wants to hug, <laughs> you know, and all that stuff. And um, I forgave him at that point.
we sat down and uh, we talked about nothing. You know, we talked about like, you know, hey, you remember whoever and yeah, stuff like that. So it was, it was a great conversation. Yeah, I've always thought my brother was just this badass, and he really was. <laughs> you know? So we're sitting in this day room, and um, some dude comes by, and he's got tattoos on his neck and his face, and he's just like a monster. And he crossed between the two of us, and he looked at my brother and he said, excuse me. I said, damn, he's still a badass, <laughs> you know? So we ate pizza and whatever else they had in the vending machine. We took some pictures, and um, I left we communicate. I talked to him yesterday, actually. Me and my brother, we talk a lot now, but I haven't been back. What year was that? Mm, oh, gosh, 2007, maybe. I actually don't have any desire to go back. Why? I don't know. Um, I, I think... Um, I can say that I've always loved my brother, and I always loved my brother, but some of the things he did, I just didn't like. Although I can forgive my brother and communicate with him and I'd do anything I can for him, I think the choice that he made is his choice. It's not that I don't feel for my brother because, God, I, I mean, daily, you know, I worry about my brother. I can love my brother and not accept the that he did. I think the fact that monthly I can make sure that he can call or he can have the things he needs is probably enough. Leaving my life and my family to visit a penitentiary on a monthly basis is just not something that I'm going to do because he didn't have to do it. And I think part of my going to see him after 15 years was guilt. And where I resolved my forgiveness for my brother, I also resolved my guilt and realized that uh, I didn't do it, he did it. And um, it's a choice. I do better for my brother when I take care of my niece or we talk and I don't think I do any good sharing his prison experience. When is he due to get out? Real soon, actually. I think he's up for boards, maybe in a year. He's been in prison for 22 years now. I'm going to assist him with that, making sure he has an attorney and uh, and a competent attorney. When it comes to the parole board, will you vouch for him? Will you say, as a member of law enforcement, I will watch his back? I think when my brother... If he does get paroled or, or gets out of prison, he's going to be his own man and live in his own world, and I'm going to live in mine. I can't, in good conscience, not just my brother, anybody, say that I think somebody should or should not be in prison after they've been through the system and been adjudicated through that system. I think that's the system's decision. That's just not with my brother. That's with anybody. You know, I've worked many murder cases, and people... Uh, go to prison or or whatever the case may be. Uh, That's the, the justice system's decision. I can't be held responsible for anybody. You know, he and I had a great conversation. I was He called me one day and we were talking about our mother and our growing up. And um, 
he said, uh, you know, he was um, always angry with Jerry. I mean, his whole life. And uh, he told me that he didn't realize why he killed the person. And I told him, well, I do. (laughs) Yeah, you've been wanting to kill Jerry all your life. That guy was Jerry in your mind at that particular point in time. You know, it's all that rage that had been built up. And when Rod told Patrick the truth about Jerry, it seemed to help him cope too. I think Pat was really, I think he was relieved that I did the search and found out the circumstances. At the same time, I think he had already made up in his mind. You know, my brother was very smart. And you know, I think my brother knew the circumstances probably well, long well before I did. And, um, you know, I think my telling was just confirmation. Did he ever have any peace in the knowledge of the circumstances, finally knowing after all these years? Yeah, I think Patrick now, he's 52. In the last few months that he and I have talked, he is definitely at peace I mean, with everything in his life. He talks as if he is. He talks about our father. He talks about our grandparents. He talks about growing up. I think the only thing that really troubles my brother at this point in his life is the fact that he doesn't have a relationship with his daughter. I think at some point he wants to repair that. I've definitely done my part to try to make that happen. And uh, I think if and when I do go visit my brother, it's going to be to take my niece. She's not ready to forgive. (laughs) Uh, No. (laughs) No, my my niece has my personality. My brother always says that, um, yeah, I think she's your child because she's just like you. And um, when I talk to her, I just I laugh at some of the things she says because she sees things the way I see them. She sees the world the way I see it. I think maybe she and I have similar emotional personalities because she lost my brother when she was a kid, so she doesn't really have any memory of him. I guess because I understand. I've been there. You know, I don't even know that she realizes that she doesn't forgive him. I think she just believes that she just doesn't know him. But I think the reality is that she's dealing with issues of abandonment and questions why and all those things. It's going to be in her own time. But the last conversation she and I had about going to see my brother, she said she would go with me. um, You know, that's a huge step. I actually put them on the phone together. I think that's the only thing he's trying to resolve. I think he's even expressed his extreme remorse for what he's done. I mean, and the first time and the whole time he's been in prison, I heard him talking about that. And I think the only thing he's trying to figure out now is how he can repair his relationship with his daughter. And, you know, like I said, I can forgive my brother for the things that he's done to me, but I can't for everybody else and um, know what I attempt to. Through his experiences, both professional and personal, Rod has seen a lot of the worst humanity has to offer, but he somehow still manages to find an upside to it all. I think the the thing that I learned most is that I don't think there's anybody that has a perfect situation or perfect family or perfect structure or anything like that. You kind of have to nurture the things that you had. I can actually remember when I came to that epiphany. (laughs) I was driving down the street and um, I was listening to the radio and it was about the time Tim McGraw came out with that, you know, Live Like You're a Dying song. And I started to feel more New Mexico than ever. Country music is kind of home. And um, I was listening to the lyric, and it was just kind of wild. 
that makes you think about a lot of things, you know, and there are a lot of people in your life that probably needed you and you weren't there. And just as you need people and they're not there, then they feel the same things. When I resolve my issues of forgiveness, I also resolve my issues of guilt. Just as the man who killed my mother, I pray for him. I pray for my brother. And uh, that's about all I can do, actually. Detective is part of the Panoply Network and was made for America's leading mystery and suspense network, Investigation Discovery, by DeFacto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound insanely cool. It was produced by Mylon Fitzwater Barrows with help from Stephanie Wilkes. Production oversight by producers Emily Kaiser and Elizabeth Stevenson and executive producers Amy Angelowitz, Garnsey Sloan, and Lorna Thomas. It was recorded by Chip Sovek. Additional recording and mix by Kenneth Gilbert. Original music was composed by Chris Kennedy. Cover art was designed by Anand Glott. Special thanks to Detective Rod Demery for sharing his story with us, as well as Sean Barrows, Anastasia Brown, Judy Fitzwater, Hilary Heskett Shapiro, Heather Holloman, Sam Sneebly, Ash Sevilla, and Dallas Taylor. Subscribe on iTunes to get new episodes of Detective on your feed. And if you like the podcast, rate and review it. Check out Detective Rod Demery's new television show, Murder Chose Me, only on Investigation Discovery. I'm your host, Garnsey Sloan. Thanks for listening.